Welcome to Light Trees and News, everyone. Thank you so much for joining for pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I am joined once again by the one, the only, Parker Malloy. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I introduce you like fucking Oprah and you come out like, hi, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, in the time between episodes, I was looking up photos of that dog named Kevin. Yes. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm tweeting it at you now. Great. Thank so, you so much. So now, now people will be able to tell the exact time we recorded this. Wonderful. Uh, Guys, I'm going to mention at the top of the episode this time what I mentioned at the end of yesterday's episode. Light Trees and News cannot exist without your support. So if you are able to do so, please go to lighttreason.news. You can sign up for as little as $5 a month to support the show. Although higher tiers get more perks. If you're a $10 a month member, you get access to a Friday video podcast that's going to be tons of fun. You get access to merchandise when we have the store. All of that stuff. Also, if you have not done so already, please, please, please go and subscribe to Light Trees and News on iTunes and give us a nice review as well. That helps tremendously. It's a free way to support the show. It takes two minutes. It helps so much. Uh, The way that the iTunes rankings work is the more subscriptions we get, the more nice reviews we get. We're more likely to be featured. We're more likely to attract new listeners. This is how podcasting works. So if you haven't done so already, please go do that. Parker, are you going to go subscribe and give me a nice review? Uh, I already gave you a five-star review. Oh, my God. I already subscribed. Oh, my God. Uh, I didn't write anything because I'm not much of a writer. That's okay. You don't have to write anything. If you feel like writing something uh, specific about the show, of course, that's great. But you don't have to do that. No. It's It's like if someone expects words from me, like... Send money. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I should have I'm sorry. I should have paid you a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I, how have not, how has that not started yet where people are people offering paying for good reviews? Yeah. yeah. I, I it probably does that, already. That exist. has to be yeah, that has to be a thing. I'm sure it does. I'm just so gosh darn gosh darn honest. I don't know about it, guys. Um so yeah. I, I know people have been asking when is the show going to be available on different podcasting platforms. Right now we are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Everything else is in the works. I've I've contacted every other platform. It just takes a a little time um, sometimes for the podcast to pop up. But if you feel like um, expediting the process, you can always tweet whatever platform you're using and say, hey, when are you going to feature at Light Treason Pod if you're uh, tweeting them? And sometimes that can help because sometimes we, we get buried in their email and they're not aware of us. And then they'll be like, oh, what's this podcast? So I appreciate it. Some people have already been proactive about that and written their various um podcasting platforms to ask when they're gonna feature light trees and news so that's really cool of you guys thank you and yeah if you haven't done so already follow us on twitter at light trees and pod follow us on facebook facebook.com um slash lights trees and news uh we're on instagram um 
everywhere, guys. Follow us. And that's another great way to support. Parker, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, making my way through the week, you know, <laughs> and uh, trying, trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> I love you do this thing that I think is really cool, which is anytime before you're about to sign off on Twitter, you tweet. Um, what is what is the actual? Oh, phrase? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, oh, man. I did the it, best I could today and I'll try again tomorrow or something like that. Make sure I tried my best today. I'll do it again tomorrow because it's yes. like, you know, you, you want to because there I make a promise to myself for the next day to like, well, I already said I would do my best. And then, you know, I have to uphold that and confirm that I, I in fact did my best that day, you know, so it's one of those things that it's, it's a way to kind of motivate me to, to keep uh, doing, uh, doing better. And also, so sometimes Twitter will, um, will flag your messages if they're the same. Right. Uh, so <laughs> like, it'll be like, you already said that. And I'm like, thank you, Twitter. Yeah. It's uh, my so, mantra, bitch. Yeah. So what I do is I, um, I add a, a little emoji at the end of each one every day. And it's kind of, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. And I, I had someone message me who was like all right so i've spent the past like two weeks trying to figure out like what the message here with the emojis was and i'm like oh no i'm so sorry there's no message with the emojis the emojis (laughs) are just there it's like you know okay so you have like a sandwich and then a teacher at a chalkboard then an ear and feet and i'm like oh no that's just those are just i was just scrolling on my phone and i hit one at the end of every night yeah 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 but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of, you know, just that along with my my thankfulness thread that oh, I do. Oh, that's another one that I love. I just I think it's I don't know it, because especially what you and I do, we're we're constantly bombarded with bad news yeah. all the time, and I think it's really important to hit pause like that and just be thankful for very like even if they're very little things. Yeah. To- oh, totally. And I mean, and and a big part of it is just to. Ugh. a big part of it is just to try to get your mind out of that. Like, you know, imagine like trying to go to bed when you're thinking about every horrible thing Ugh. that happens in the world. And you mean it, and every that night you, <laughs> and that you've been focusing on for like six hours straight. Yeah. It's not going to be good. You know, right. like if you can, if you can take a second to like break out of that and think about like trying, making an effort to think about something that you enjoy. Yes. Um, is really great because it's just kind of like it forces your brain out of that like out of that like really negative space even if just for a minute but it's it's like a reset button you know so it's like yeah you can go back to thinking about terrible things but you know at least (laughs) at that point you won't you won't have been doing it for 12 hours or something yeah don't worry (laughs) all of the pessimists who are listening to the show you could still obsess over bad things as much as you want Uh, but yeah maybe just like take a little vacay for for your brain so we are currently in the pop culture section of the show parker and i i have accepted that i can't always talk about chrissy teigen in the (laughs) pop culture i accept that okay i know i have a problem and I have to talk about other stuff that is not Chrissy Teigen and how amazing she is on Twitter. But just know everyone in every pop culture section of Light Trees and News. That is all I want to talk about. 
And I also accept that I can't just talk about how excited I am for Infinity War, even though that's very true, because I have no details about the movie. I can't review it, um, give spoilers or anything like that. I'm just excited about the idea of it. Also, I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for it, but maybe that's a separate conversation. Um, Parker, are, I forget. Are you into Marvel or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am. I'm. I'm very much into uh, into Marvel. Okay. So I, I too am very very excited for Infinity War. I'm real scared for Cap. I'm real scared. Yeah, I don't know if he's if he's gonna make it out. I don't. Of this. I don't think he makes it out of this one, and I am no. not pre- emotionally prepared. Here's what I'm not emotionally prepared for. I'm not emotionally prepared to watch Cap die, but also I'm not emotionally prepared to watch Bucky watch Cap die. No. <laughs> Because that's going to be fucking brutal. Are you ready? No. I, I, You know, it's like, I wish they would do something that would, like, leave the door open for him to return. Like, maybe put him back on ice or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just freeze him again. That's what we did the first time. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Like, And Chris Evans has just been such a wonderful Captain America. Like, he's just such a good dude, too, like, as a person. I And I, I really like Sebastian Stan, too, but... I mean, Chris Evans is Captain America. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> one one thing I think is so. One thing I think is kind of funny. So it's like, remember that? Remember the the Fantastic Four movie? Oh, like the, buddy, I do. And, yeah, and Chris Evans was in that, and Michael B. Jordan. Um, he was in the different one. The different one, yeah. The both the yeah, reboots. The, yeah, yeah. Um, and it will. They played the same character. They played the same um, character, but, and then they both went of, on. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they both go on to like be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's and really like, fun. is an amazing roles. I mean, like Michael B. Jordan is one of the greatest villains of all time now. Um, yeah, and and Chris Evans is amazing as Captain America. But yeah, I love that they both got a do over after those fucking yeah. crappy reboots. Yeah, they're like, well, we were we were in other Marvel properties, <laughs> but let's just forget those. Yeah, I mean, the, Fantastic Four is technically not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yada, yada, yeah, yeah, yada, yeah, which yeah. trying to figure out like that whole thing, like X Men isn't, and Fantastic Four isn't, and like there are so many few like weird little cutouts, like. Sort of like how like Spider Man wasn't for a while, but right because like, Sony owned it, and then oh, and Sony gave up the right the shit out of it because they yeah. like they had like an eight movie deal with Spider Man, so they just kept like recreating shitty Spider Man movies. Well, so I mean, the reason they had that the the reboot with Andrew Garfield in the first place was that Sony was like Sony was on the verge of losing the rights to Spider Man, right? Because there was something where they had to make another movie within a certain amount of time. So they're just like, oh, cool. We're just going to reboot Spider-Man with um, Andrew Garfield. And then they made two of those and never made a third. And so Marvel got Spider-Man back, which Thank was, God. was nice. But there's there's also going to there's so there's going to be a movie about um, Venom, which is like. All right. Here's of, the thing. I'm really pissed yeah. off about this because I feel personally exploited because they <laughs> fucking know I'm going to go see Tom Hardy in anything. Right. So yeah. they're like, oh, let's just throw this shit up. And I'm so mad about it because he's such a fucking good actor. And you could just tell from that trailer. It's going to be garbage. Be. It's going to be yeah. garbage. And I'm going to be in the front fucking row like an idiot. Like, oh, I'm just going to be so mad the whole time. But of course I'm going to see it. Oh, I'm totally going to see it. I'm I mean, I also I love that character. 
Um, yeah. I don't know how that character works um, without Spider-Man. Like, what is like, going to happen? What yeah. It's just going to be Tom Hardy, like, throwing a fucking fit and turning into Venom over and yeah. over again? Yeah, it's kind of... It's weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see where that goes. But, like, I don't know. I have... So, I have a subscription to... Um, uh, on my phone, I, I download this app, this Marvel Unlimited app, Ooh. where it's something like $10 a month. You can read, like, literally every Marvel comic. Oh, don't tell me this. Ever existed. Like, between, um, like, the only ones they don't have are ones that were released in, like, the past, like, six months. So, basically, there's, like, a six-month delay, so there's still an incentive to buy new ones when they come out. But if you just, like... You know, if you just want to read some old comics, like it's totally worth it. If you read like three or four a month, it it pays for itself. Oh, that's terrible yeah. news. That you, you should you should definitely do that. Oh, I, God I, damn it! All right, yeah, of course, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, so while we're also in the pop culture section, please allow me a little indulgence in, and maybe you and I can put our heads together and and brainstorm about this. <clears throat> Who the fuck bit Beyonce? Oh, man. Who did it? Guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Tiffany Haddish cannot shut the fuck up about Beyonce's business. (laughs) Even though Beyonce has already shaded her in a song and was like, Tiffany, please shut up about my life. I mean, like they're friends, but Tiffany's your friend who like just has a big mouth and she can't shut up. So she keeps like spilling the tea. And apparently Tiffany was at a party i think it was beyonce's i don't know like it was some kind of party and beyonce was there and tiffany haddish is claiming that an actress so we don't know who it is bit beyonce's face (laughs) (laughs) and beyonce was like pissed about it because somebody fucking bit her and then tiffany wanted to throw down and beyonce had to be like no no don't do that she's usually not like this she's like on drugs or something so now, of course, like Twitter fucking exploded because it's like, who bit our queen? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so now everybody's speculating about it. Um, Chrissy Teigen might know who did it. But she's like, I've said too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's funny. Yeah. There, and so so there was another part. There was another part of that interview that caught my attention. Yeah. That I tweeted about and then I got yelled at and I was like, yeah, good point. Um, was uh, Tiffany Haddish was like, yeah, hey, when you have a cold, I just drink turpentine. And it's like, that doesn't sound good. That sounds like poison. Um, and it's something she she's she's she said like she uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I, I saw it on YouTube or something like that. She was serious. Yeah. Oh, she was totally serious. And I tweeted I, I tweeted uh, this can't be good for you with like that bit of the interview. And then a bunch of people who follow me were like, oh, she's stupid. Now it's just like, stop, 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 stop. No. You know, because it like it went off and then then people were were like, uh, were like, Parker, BT dubs, people in your mentions are being really racist. Yeah. And I looked and I was just like, oh, they are. OK. Uh, so I had to delete it because I, I didn't I didn't include the added context like drinking turpentine to solve ailments was totally a thing that people have done in the past. Um, it's, uh, I don't think that anyone currently recommends it. No. (laughs) 
um, or that there, or there's like a difference between turpentine oil and turpentine something or else. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, don't be fucking racist monsters guys. Yeah. I mean, so, I know so, you guys aren't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had, to, I ended up deleting the, the thread because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. At the same time I was, I was, I was annoyed and little, a little defensive because I was kind of like, I don't think it's racist to say don't drink poison. <laughs> right. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I didn't add the necessary context. I still I still don't think people should drink poison. Um currently, now that we now that we have some some medical science to back that up a little bit. Um but yeah, I understand people used to used to do do weird things, home remedies that are, you know, whatever. Sure. And I mean also, I think it's possible to say that you know, we all probably believe one, at least one dumb, antiquated thing. And that that doesn't necessarily warrant people being racist monsters <laughs> towards each other. You know, like, just because you believe something that's not maybe 100% medically accurate, um, that certainly doesn't mean Tiffany Haddish deserves to be the target right. of racist attacks. Leave her alone. Exactly. She seems well, like a very nice lady. Leave her alone. Also, it's like Gwyneth Paltrow says a bunch of yeah. Stupid harmful things. <laughs> really um, harmful things. Really yeah, harmful like, things. Yeah. And what amazes me, that, that how are there still people who are like, no, 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 it's fine. It's like some of the stuff that like Gwyneth Paltrow puts out there, people are like, uh, this is totally dangerous. Uh, if you do this, you could get very, you know, hurt, like whatever. It's always something weird, like uh, steaming my vagina or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I like, don't come know. Come on, come on, Gwenny. That's not a thing. Don't do it. Um, so our other queen, uh, Chrissy Teigen, really whipped ev- everybody up into a frenzy when she tweeted, my initial guess was wrong. The real person, I never would have guessed. I've said too much. <gasps> what? Who is it? I'm dying. Who bit Beyonce? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Okay, Parker, I know that you are sober now, but remember like your your terrible, oh, yeah. terrible past. Remember like the like you know like uh just that that pit in your stomach feeling when you wake up the next morning and you're like what did i do your asshole friends are like oh wow you don't remember what you did and then imagine if they were like you fucking bit beyonce you bit beyonce Beyonce." now now i just now i just imagine like being so nervous that like so nervous that you meet Beyonce that you just like I don't know what to do and you just bite her like <laughs> I honestly okay I honestly when I first saw the story I thought that's what happened someone got so excited they were they were just like yeah they like like nipped her cheek because they were like you're so beautiful I can't handle it and then when I heard that it was like some drugged up actress I was like oh my god this woman when she makes wakes up the next day somebody's gonna have to tell her you fucking bit Beyonce. <laughs> Like I would, I would excommunicate myself, you know? Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would hide from public life. Forever, but, uh, there, forever. So, so, uh, Huffington Post has a, has a running list of celebrities Great. who've responded Great. to, to questions. And so there's one, there's just someone posted a quote on Twitter. No, Shirley MacLaine did not bite anything. <laughs> She's 83 years old, for God's sake, a spokesman said over the phone. Although that would have made me so happy if it was her. 
<laughs> but yeah, they reached out to 40 actresses, actors, and musicians. But here's All the right. thing. Nobody is going to say, yeah, it was me. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. This is the greatest mystery of our time. Uh, who, you know, like who shot JR? Who bit Beyonce? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you have your suspicions, hashtag light trees and pod. Let's get to the bottom of it. I want to solve this. Who fucking bit our queen? They need to be named. Uh, and I, I believe they shamed. will be eventually. I, I believe eventually someone will spill those details. Uh, I think I think Beyonce should. But she like is notoriously pretty private about her life. So yeah, I, I think she true. because like I said, Tiffany immediately wanted to stomp this woman. And Beyonce was like, no, 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 no. Just enjoy the party. I don't want to make it a thing. So I think she's like over it, but I'm not. Okay. What if it was a vampire and Beyonce is now a vampire because she was bitten by a vampire and that's why she didn't want this getting out. I mean, now Now people know about her vampire. Honestly, Parker, now we're just writing fan fiction and I love it because this is like, this is a good fic. This is a good fic. I think we got to get it down on paper while it's fresh. All right, so Parker and I are going to pause to do that. And Write then the we're vampire. vampire crossover <laughs> fanfic. And then when we get back, it's time for your bad news of the day. All right, guys. So what I wanted to talk about today, and by the way, Parker, if you ever have your own bad news that you want to talk about, please don't be afraid to digress. We can talk about more than one bad news story at a time. But I wanted to talk about the Trump administration deciding to put a citizenship question on the 2020 census. Um, already California Attorney General Javier Becerra is suing the Trump administration over this decision. Um, They announced on Monday that they're including the controversial question. uh, And this query has not appeared on a survey since 1950. Yeah, it's not not a good question. Um, (laughs) and, And here's why. (laughs) Um, asking, asking people about, uh, you know, um, cause people are like, what's, what's the harm in this? The harm is that people aren't going to people who are, you know, even if they're here legally and, you know, if they're, if they're just, if they're permanent residents, but not citizens, you know, something like that, um, they might feel less inclined to answer. Right. Uh, because the, the census is not supposed to be a count of how many citizens there are. That right. is not it. It's a count of how many people there are total. Um, and it's very important for things like, um, you know, uh, determining how many congressional seats certain mm-hmm. certain places have. And, you know, if, if you get large uh, swaths of areas where, you know, immigrants don't want to answer – that's going to hurt those states. Yes. And, you know, then and it's going to end up giving more congressional seats to 
more typically Republican states. So that's kind of the goal here. It's 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 a scary, insidious thing that they're doing that's that doesn't help anyone. And um, and it's important to remember that this is really deliberate because yeah. what the Trump administration and their ilk are trying to do is erase people that they have deemed undesirable. So whether that's undocumented individuals, transgender individuals, um, their goal is to completely erase them because as Parker just explained, the census helps the government figure out how many resources have to be allocated to certain communities. So if they're trying to count how many kids are in a kindergarten classroom, it's important that that count is accurate because then the state receives funding for education. So those classrooms, um, theoretically, have enough equipment in them, resources in them to serve all of the kids who are there. But if we start not counting (laughs) or uh, if undocumented individuals um, are undercounted in any way, then that will turn into a real crisis of resources, even more so than we have right now, right? Because we're already underfunded at every level. But this could be catastrophic yeah this this is god it's just horrible and and yeah and and like you know you kind of kind of alluded to it's like they they took you know there was scheduled to be a question about um uh gender identity on on this on uh the census but then they they took it off and their reasoning was that they were like we don't need to make it more complicated (laughs) Um, and then here, you know, it's like, oh, and then here they're like, oh, wait, we got to add more questions, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Right, right. This isn't simplifying it. This is making it, it's ensuring that the census will be less effective. Yeah. Um, I did see, I did see some people respond, like responding to that story, uh, saying let's boycott the census. And that is a very, (laughs) very stupid thing to do. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. It'll it'll make a bad problem worse. Yeah, exactly. We should boycott it. You, you took away the wrong message. Yeah. (laughs) They get the census back. There are only three conservatives in Montana living in the United States. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you mean so well, but this is such a bad idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You do mean well. You know, the funny thing is, it's like that was, uh, do you remember? It was the, the last census. Um, Michelle Bachman said that people should, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't respond. Uh, I forgot what it, what it was for. She was something about, she was afraid Obama was going to take all her information and use it for evil purposes, which, you know, I mean, in fairness, Facebook did that for free. Yeah. It's like, in (laughs) fairness, being worried about your information being used by a government and an entity that you don't like is, uh, yeah, that's scary. That's a, that's a real concern. I don't think that Michelle Bachman's concerns were particularly well-founded. Um, but you know, if you're undocumented, uh, you know, you (laughs) probably aren't going to want to give the Trump administration, you know, a thing that says I am undocumented and I live at this address, you know, I mean, that's, that's, putting a target on your back man um, i haven't thought about michelle bachman in so long and now i'm just like what's she doing uh remember she she just a few months ago she was thinking about running for uh was it governor governor of minnesota 
don't oh, know. right. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, uh, something like, if God tells me to. And then someone put up a billboard that just said, no, sign <laughs> God. And then she saw it and was like, fair enough. She's like, all right. All right, okay. God. I did say I wanted to sign. Hey, remember when everybody thought Mark Zuckerberg was going to run for president? <laughs> Sorry, now I can't stop thinking of people who we once thought. I mean, nobody thought Michelle Bachman was going to be president, but who once were very prominent, potentially political leaders, and now it's like, wow, yeah. wow. However, I've I've seen that blow blow up in my face a little bit once. True. There was one. There was there was one time I I was like, because uh, it was. It was when Indiana rolled out that really horrible anti-gay, anti-trans law that, mm-hmm. like, let places be like, no gays allowed. and Right. Uh, and it just blew up so bad, and they had to, like, roll back most of it uh, because of the reaction. And uh, I made a joke saying, ha-ha, remember when people were saying that Mike Pence might run for president? <laughs> And that no. was, you know, that was like what early 2015 or something like that. And yeah. I remember just thinking, like, how funny that was. And then, um, you know, now he's the vice president. <laughs> oh God, I know oh. that is always that oh. you never want to like yeah, tempt, tempt fate. Tempt fate, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with a president Pence and a vice president Bachman. I take it back. Mar- Mark Zuckerberg's definitely going to be our president. So maybe it'll work the opposite way now. I don't know. Is that how it works? Is that how things work? I don't know. Uh, that, that was always that was always weird. There that that like oh hey no Mark Zuckerberg should totally be our president. Like oh my God. the fact that there were people behind that. Like it's sort of sort of like there were there were some uh, there were some people who are um, you know liberals. I there was one really prominent liberal person who I don't want to name. Who name who them? Went, name them? No. All right, fine. <laughs> Mitt Romney was thinking about running. They said, I really hope Mitt Romney runs. I'm excited about that or something, something along those lines. And I remember my reaction to, you know, him, him talking about running for, for Senate in Utah. They said, they said that. And I was kind of like, why? (laughs) And the response was that, uh, you know, that, well, he, he, you know, he could, fight Trump or some, something ridiculous like that. And Romney then in a speech yesterday said like, he's against like, he, he thinks that everyone, all the DACA recipients need to be kicked out of the country. Cool. What a moderate, reasonable guy. And he said, I'm further to the right than Trump is on immigration. Oh, great. <laughs> like, what does that oh, mean? Just lining them up in the street and shooting them? Like, cool. 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 Yeah. You know, and, and mind you, if, if he wins in, in Utah, which he probably will, um, you know he's going to be replacing Orrin Orrin Hatch, who is, um, you know he he uh, introduced the Dream Act, the right. original Dream Act. Him and Dick Durbin did that together, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, cool, you go from the guy who's like, hey, we ha- we should address this, and you know it was very reasonable, to the guy who's like, no, we should kick them out. Right. Uh, Not to digress more into Mark Zuckerberg, but I just want to say quickly, hands down, my favorite part of the, I don't even know what you would call it because it wasn't even a serious exploratory effort, but hinting that he might run for president someday when they would do photo ops with him 
and like a normal Midwestern family where he looks like he's just a visiting alien trying to understand how people like eat dinner was like go Google Mark Zuckerberg sitting with families and it's one of the best things you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, he he looks totally out of place. Even, even though he dress he dr- still dresses like he would fit in, but he just looks like he hasn't been uh been human for for quite 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 <laughs> a few like, years like like he's learning how to people again. Yeah, like it's his first day in the pod and he's just yeah. like, "Do I pick up a fork like this?" Yeah, it's just it's and also the families kind of look like, "When are you going to leave?" It's magical. It's so good. Um, so going back to the census story, uh, Democrats and civil rights groups obviously have already, uh, there's already been a backlash from them. And uh, Ben Monteroso, who's the executive director of uh, Mi Familia Vota, said, adding a citizenship question may deter participation from immigrant households that are largely in poor neighborhoods thus stripping those communities of the scant funds they receive. Uh, the president cannot demonize immigrants, threaten them with deportations and family separation, and then expect them to trust the government with sensitive information. This question is being added to ignore our presence, but you cannot ignore our contributions. So I think that's an interesting <clears throat> statement that uh, Monterosa makes at the end there. Because we so often hear from, uh, you know, police that they are looking to these communities to sort of like self-police and report violent crimes to the police when they happen. And like, listen, this is not me being pro-snitching or anything like that. I'm just saying it's kind of fucking stupid to on the one hand be like oh hey we need you guys to call us when there's trouble and also by the way if you do we might deport you it's like you're just ensuring these communities draw into themselves become isolated uh become very suspicious of the police and the government i mean they should be suspicious of the police we should all be suspicious (laughs) of the police but do you know what i mean it's like you're just ensuring that it's going to be even harder to know what's going on yeah, I I mean it's it, it it's it's one of those things that you know that's that discussion that comes up uh you know it comes up a lot about how uh you know women stay in abusive relationships you know undocumented women ha- are feel forced to stay in abusive relationships for fear of getting deported or you know some something along those lines and it's right. it's it's that same thing so uh it's not good we should. Uh, really be doing more about immigration but that's kind of eh, not happening at the moment yeah i Uh, i should say that like california at least their rhetoric um this is beyond rhetoric the fact that the attorney general is suing the administration is a is a aggressive stance i think um yeah and good yeah, and also, you know, even if it, it's, it's largely symbolic stuff like the LAPD saying that they wouldn't assist with the deportations, even though we've talked a lot about how sanctuary cities uh, don't provide sanctuary. Uh, and oftentimes, like here in New York City, ICE agents will actually be standing in the courtrooms 
mm-hmm. waiting to grab people and, and deport them. So uh, you're by no means safe if you're an undocumented person and you live in a sanctuary city. But of all the states, I think it's fair to say that California has been the one to most aggressively oppose the Trump administration's pro-deportation policies. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's fair. And that's, uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, I think that's that's why California tends to vote. One of many reasons California tends to vote Democrat. I mean, because the the values of of the state are just so at odds with um, what the Trump administration is trying to do and what Republicans in general try to do. And that's not to say that the that the state is is necessarily super liberal overall, um, but just that uh, it seems like the Republican Party doesn't doesn't quite understand what uh, what what they want or they need. You know, right. Yeah. Um, So before I I move on to our good news segment, I wanted to see what's like the one quote unquote bad news story of the week that you think it's most important people pay attention to. Um, I think this technically came out came out last week, but I think it's it's definitely worth paying attention to, especially since people seem to have convinced themselves that it was all a distraction mm-hmm. uh, is Trump's trans military ban. Yes. It's back and better than ever. It's still, it's still up in the, you know, bouncing around the courts. It, it news came out that, uh, that the experts quote unquote experts behind the, the ban are like these religious, you know, jerks who, who have run these like anti-trans groups for, for a while and one guy is this it seems ryan anderson i think his he wrote this book that's really hateful and horrible about trans people and saying like what we need is compassion to help them basically you know like uh yeah just <sighs> anyway um conversion therapy that's the word i was looking yeah, for yeah. so so basically like him them and mike pence were the ones who like pushed this through which that's no great surprise. great um you know and the whole thing it it really got a lot of people talking where they're like even one thing that bothered me was there were there were some people who were like hey i um you know i'm fine with trans people serving in the military but I don't think we should be paying for surgeries and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, people, no. people still think it's like, um, like cosmetic surgery. Yeah, like it's, it's like a luxury. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the American medical association, the American psychological association, both came out with statements saying that this is necessary care. And the, the what the really like totally fucked up thing about the justification from the, uh, defense department was that they were like, well, trans people are more likely to have depression and, you know, be suicidal. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, the issue is it's not that trans people are inherently ticking time bombs. No. Um, but it's that society is horrible to trans yeah. people. You know, it's like uh, trying to suppress being trans makes you depressed mm-hmm. uh, because that's just, you know, you're you're not treating something that needs to be treated. Um but then, you know, when everyone in the world is like, no, you're not real and stuff like that, it's like, 
that's going to make you depressed too. Like these, right. The answer is to accept trans people to, to give medical care Mm. to accept trans people. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that I've seen people put out some really ridiculous numbers because they didn't understand the, the reports that said, um, that the total cost, um, the total cost of providing health care for trans service members is, um, is literally, literally just a rounding error on the like military's total, like $45 billion medical costs. And some people are like, Trans military costs, uh, trans healthcare costs forty five million dollars. It's like no, they said it was a rounding error on that. It the estimate is two to eight million, somewhere in between there. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just that you guys don't want to pay for it. I wanted to get your take on the whole um, transgender military ban because I saw some progressives saying, "Don't worry, this this won't pass the courts. The courts will strike this down." <laughs> God, I hate that argument. Oh, don't worry about it. We shouldn't we shouldn't fight back against something because the courts will strike this down. Mm. It's it's weird how people will um people pick and choose what they what they care about. Like could you imagine like when 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 Trump had the uh the Muslim ban, you know, like people mm. took to the streets and people like went to the airports and they did that. Could, like imagine someone being like just sitting there and being like I don't get why you guys are protesting because, you know, courts will strike this down. I mean, maybe the courts will strike it down. But also remember that the courts are getting increasingly more conservative. Right. I mean, I don't trust the Supreme Court to rule in favor of trans people. No, 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 no. Because there is, you know, there's a conservative majority. And that's just how it is. The fact that there are people who think that the judges are just these impartial you know, the judges are what they're supposed to be. <laughs> um, you know, it, well, it kind of- I, I think that some people maybe believe that because the courts have kept striking down Trump's travel bans. But that's by no means a guarantee that <laughs> they'll continue to rule on the right side of things. And I think yeah. what you were saying is right. It's like we should keep fighting and then hopefully the courts will rule on the right side of things. But it's by no means guaranteed. <laughs> yeah it's, it's you know i i just i i'm i'm worried you know and i think that uh you know i think i think it's dangerous to just just accept bigotry and to hmm. to kind of put it on the back burner because it's not it's not okay and you know a lot of people will make arguments that um well it's just a tiny portion of the population or <laughs> okay another, another thing that i've seen on on the left that that really bothers me are people who are like well the military is bad anyway so mm. isn't it a good thing if you're banned from it it's like <laughs> no i no. mean i it's like i agree i am i am not very i'm not pro military um because you know i think that we've done a lot of horrific things as a country however I understand that there are people who, like, as long as an institution exists, people should have the ability to join it just like anyone else, especially exactly. if it's government run. Yeah. Like, because if you if you make it clear that trans people can't be in the military, that justifies all sorts of other discrimination, right. you know, uh, and especially, if you know, if you say uh, trans health care is optional, that justifies all sorts of other discrimination. That's just just bothers me. And. You know, another thing that when a lot of the headlines said, like, 
oh, this uh, this new ruling or this new uh, decision by the Trump administration will will remove most trans people from the military. And then they cite something that says like people who've trans transgender people who've never been uh, who who have no history with gender dysphoria and who have not you know received any treatment. It's like uh, having like. <sighs> That's kind of like a main thing. Like gender dysphoria is is being trans, you know, essentially. And I, I get that some people are like are like oh, I don't have dysphoria, but I'm still trans. It's like okay, mm-hmm. that's that's separate. But for the most part, it's like I am transgender because I have gender dysphoria. Um, and you know, you can't. That's like saying uh, uh, diabetics who've never been di- who who don't have a history of diabetes. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Wait, that that just you you can't you're you're not talking about anyone. And anyway, in those in those cases where they're like, oh no, trans people who are uh, who've never had gender dysphoria and have not had treatment can can serve in the military uh, as long as it's with the gender they were assigned at birth. It's it's the same argument that that people who opposed marriage equality used to make, where they said like, oh no, we're not discriminating against against uh gay gay couples it's like a a gay man can get married he just has to marry a woman it's like well, that's not <laughs> yeah. how it works cool so everybody wins yikes all right guys so before you go off into your little lives to your jobs to wherever you're going right now we're gonna leave you with your good news <laughs> All right, guys. So I have uh, Parker's laughing because I wasn't recording and I asked her if she was proud of me and like a normal person, she thought we were recording and I had to be like, oh, no, no, no. I just wanted to hear off the air if you're proud of me. Yeah, uh, I am. Always. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. You know? Yeah. So I have uh, my good news is all pop culture related because you know what? You got to find your joy wherever you can find it. And um, I will not be judged on my own show. So if you find your happiness in things like prayer and meditation, good for you. I'm happy because Cardi B is releasing or just announced the release date for her next album, uh, Invasion of Privacy. So I'm very happy about that. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, um, I also have some pop culture news sort oh, of boy. things. Uh, that that has made me happy. So, for years, I've uh, I've I've written off the band Panic at the Disco as as huge such. mistake, huge yeah. mistake. And and then I I was I was online and one of their like one of their videos started playing mm-hmm. for their like newest single. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, maybe they're good. <laughs> yeah. I, now I want to like go get in a time machine and tell my 19 year old self to stop being such a pretentious asshole. Yeah, here's what I keep trying to explain to all of my douchebag, pretentious friends who hate my music because they think I'm hipster trash, which I am. I accept that. Here's the thing, though. You're wrong. You're wrong. 
so much of that music is actually good, but you were being pretentious little fucks when you were in high school. What did you like in high school? In high school, I I liked uh, Cigarettes and Animal Collective <laughs> and um, like a lot of these like boards boards of Canada, like a lot of these like um, these kind of ambient bands that you know were were good, but not you know like I mean, I, here's the thing, I would like- listen to them at the expense of at the expense of other bands where someone would be like oh have you heard this band i'm like that's too poppy for my taste and like i wouldn't really listen to it but like i love sigaras i think sigaras is great but also i think panic at the disco is good i like arcade fire uh i accept that i have a strong hipster streak all right yeah and that's okay so the other piece of good news that I'm very excited about, in addition to Cardi B's album dropping, which again, so excited, and April 6th is coming right up, is uh, Queer Eye got renewed for season two on Netflix. I still have not watched the first season. Okay. So, and I've said this as a caveat before on my previous podcast, but I feel like if we have any new listeners, I should offer it as a recommendation slash warning for people who haven't seen season one. Season one is great. It's everything you've heard about. The guys are amazing, charming, really funny. The show's really entertaining. Uh, And... It's all of the wonderful things you've heard. However, there is a really upsetting storyline involving uh, uh, Karamo Brown, who's um, the the black guy in the Fab Five, where, and I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but maybe I should offer it just in case anybody's thinking of watching it, just as a heads up, because it... I can imagine it would be very triggering for anyone who's been in this situation, like any people of color. So they're in the South for one of the episodes and they're driving on the highway and they get pulled over by a cop and Karamo is driving. And because they're filming, he doesn't, for some reason, he doesn't have his license or registration because it's not his car. Uh So a cop walks up and you could tell Karamo's terrified And it turns out that the cop who pulls him over is friends with the guy who is the the straight guy that they're uh, doing the makeover for. And it's all a big joke. And that's the joke that Mm. Karamo, a black man, is getting pulled over in this. It's like in terrible taste. Yeah. And then apparently Bobby, the guy who does the renovations for the house, uh, is he... uh, knew about it and didn't say anything to him which makes me not like bobby because if the producers told me they were going to do that i would be like Caramo! like i would immediately run to him and be like they're gonna do this <laughs> fucked up thing to you um but whatever uh and then the rest of the episode is equally frustrating because uh, they're trying to do this thing with season or the reboot of queer eye where they're trying to make it like woke so it's not enough that these guys are five gay men uh, like meeting and befriending a straight dude who might have previously been homophobic. 
But they're also like delving into serious social issues like police brutality and police shootings, which might be a little above Karamo Brown's pay grade. Like this is I'm not slighting him like he seems like a really nice, wonderful guy. But there's a scene where he's driving in the car with the cop and Karamo's trying to explain to the cop what it feels like to be a black man and being afraid of walking around every day that he might be shot for no reason. And then the cop is like, yeah, I know what you mean. People call me pig. And there's Mm -hmm. like this false equivalency. And Karamo's trying his best where he's like, oh, yeah, man, I know how that could probably be frustrating. But it's like it's really frustrating to watch because it's like those two things are not the same thing. No. And the fact that they're being given equal weight and that Karamo's having to be like, oh, yeah, well, I could see your perspective. Like, I know he's just being a good person. And at by the end of it, I think he did break through to this guy. So, I mean, I guess he should be applauded for that. But as a viewer, it was so frustrating. So there's, I think that's like episode three, maybe two or three. And it's a really weird episode. Um, but yeah, other than that, I enjoyed it. All right. I'll have to maybe oh, wait. watch that. Wait, wait, wait. One more caveat about it. <laughs> So apparently there's like drama in the gay community that the 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 cook, uh Anthony uh uh para, para, uh Parowski, Parowski, um is like too basic. So the recipes he gives to the straight guys are like beyond basic. And <laughs> and his defense is like he's not a chef and he never claims to be a chef. But that's the other thing that some people have criticized where they're like, yeah, apparently like Anthony's recipes are like so basic. They're offending people. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like it, it absolutely is a joy to watch. And yeah, I, I would recommend it. All right. I will. Uh, I'll think about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you ever watch the original? I didn't. I, okay. I, I was uh, I never watched the original. I do watch Chopped. That okay, Chopped is one of the only reality shows I haven't gotten into. What? Really? No, I know. Well, th- the host of Chopped was on the original. So oh, okay. Oh, that's, oh. That's um, why I mentioned that. Yeah. Ted. Ted. Ted, Ted yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I do have to watch it. That This is the second time in two days someone has brought up Chopped to me. Chopped. I do know. You watch, do you watch Cutthroat Kitchen? No, I don't like that one because isn't there like a weird mean twist? Yeah, it's like they the, like there are sabotages that come out where they. I don't be like, like it. I don't like yeah, it. Making this grilled Mm-mm. cheese, we're gonna re- you know you can you can bet money to uh, replace all your um, all your opponents' cheese with uh, this bag of combos no. where they're gonna have to try to get Mm-mm. the cheese out from in the you know like something like that. I don't like the mean ones. I don't like when they sabotage each other and. No, I don't like it. I just right. want to. I want to see everybody make the best thing they can make with the supplies they have. <laughs> just try your best. Yeah, just try your tough. best. No, I, I don't like when it gets into like real meat. That's why I love the British Bake Off. Yes, that is that is a a delightfully friendly show. <laughs> it's so friendly, and everybody's just trying to help each other. If somebody finishes early, they help each other. I love it. It's so nice to watch. Um, oh my god but speaking of the queer eye reboot i had this heart attack because i watched the original queer eye i think i was probably in high school by the time it came out 
Uh, but all of the the new Fab Five are all really young guys, obviously. So the the fashion expert Jonathan was talking about um, the original Queer Eye made famous uh, the when you spray perfume and you walk through it, like applying perfume and cologne mm-hmm. that way. Uh, and Jonathan was showing a guy how to do it in this reboot. And he goes, when I was a kid watching Queer Eye, I learned this uh, from the original cast. And I was just like, oh, right. Because he was like a child watching that show. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. And then I immediately dissolved to dust. Uh, that's well, God, that's like so. So the other night I was while that Stormy Daniels interview was on uh 60 minutes oh did you watch it i did not okay uh i i read the transcript though but but so while that was on because i don't get i don't get cbs right it's weird it just like doesn't come in on my antenna um i was so i I was watching on nbc there was some like show that was hosted by steve harvey i guess great kids like kids like show their talents and stuff and so there was this girl on there she's like She's like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 12 and like, I play the violin. And so she's playing like some songs and then she starts playing Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> and it occurs to me that she wasn't born when that song came yeah, out. Yeah, that's like. And I felt so old. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like, uh, that's like Mozart to her where she's like, I've heard tales of a, of a woman named Britney Spears who used to make music. And I'm going to play one of her songs. You're just like, fuck, I'm so old. Uh, yeah, I guess um, that's just how time works, Parker. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all going to die someday. Um, is there anything that you are reading or listening to that uh, is making you very happy? Um... You know, I, I I mean, I think that uh, I think that one Panic at the Disco song that's going to be my what I'm listening to that makes me happy. I gotta check until, that out until I get uh, yeah, it's what's it called? It's called like Say Amen Saturday Night or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just you know, it's their new song. The video is really weird. Watch the watch the music video for it because it involves ninjas and stuff. It's, Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed it, <laughs> but like yeah. That. So that's that's what's that's what's making me happy. Uh, I'm sure I'll get sick of it very soon because it seems like the type of song you'll get sick of pretty quickly. Never, never. But I enjoy it at the moment. So, you know. Awesome. So I just wanted to remind everyone that Light Trees and News exists on 100% listener support at the moment. So uh, for as little as $5 a month, you can go support the show at lighttreason.news. You can also, and I haven't emphasized this enough, make a one-time donation. Um, So please go do that if you're able to do so. I mentioned that $10 a month members get access to a video podcast on Fridays. What that will be is um, I'm going to create a private Vimeo channel. And when you sign up at $10 a month at the website, I'll send you the private link on Friday so you can watch whatever madness unfolds on Friday's episode. And we'll try to make it fun for you guys. I think we're going to try to do like competitions. If if the first person emails me to say they saw blank, I'll, you know, like I'll be like, tell me uh, when you get to this part. And if you email me, you'll get like a free Desi calendar or something like that. 
I'm coming up with different games and stuff for you guys that I think will be fun. Uh, also, please follow us on all social media, Twitter at Light Trees and Pod, Facebook, um, Instagram. We're everywhere. And uh, before we go, Parker, uh, is there anything? And this is new. I've never done this before on the show. Uh, is there anything that you think people should keep an eye out for? Oh, um, in in what way? Like so, something important that's happening, or something cool yeah. that's happening, or ooh, either, either. Uh, I didn't even. Uh, it didn't even occur to me that it could be cool. <laughs> things can be good. Uh, really? Um, really? I don't know about that. Um, I think I think one thing that's worth worth keeping an eye out for just generally is to you know keep keep watching to see what happens with um, the because there was the march for our lives last weekend. Yes. Um, you know, like keep an eye out. Like this is that was that's supposed to be a starting point of a conversation, not not the end. So right. You know, like stay involved in that because that's it, you know progress will be made if people keep paying attention to that issue. So you know. Keep your, the the Parkland kids seem to, you know, seem to know what's up. <laughs> um, I wrote a I wrote a piece at Upworthy about about their like manifesto for gun violence suggestions or something like that. And there were some good uh, good ideas in there, and then there were some that I think are really bad ideas about like um, mental health and re- relaxing privacy stuff. I was like, I don't I don't agree with those, but yeah. I think it's it's good that we're finally actually having a discussion about guns uh because usually we don't usually we totally move on and i bet we would have moved on moved on pretty quickly had these students not uh not turned it into their personal mission yeah so. for sure and it sucks that they had to do that but i'm so glad that these kids are so capable um of organizing and fighting for change. And as I mentioned on one of the previous episodes of Light Treason, it is also up to us, the you know, the older people, to not completely pass the buck to them and say, like, good luck, kids. I hope you have a better uh you have a better outcome than we did. It's like, no, we're still in the fight too, and it's our job to be good allies to these kids and help them fight for change. Mm-hmm. Because you know, they are so motivating, but I don't think it's fair for older people to be like, oh, see, they've got it. So I'm just, I'm just going to be back here on the tweeter. <laughs> yeah, the, the the whole like the kids will save us. Exactly. Like, approach like that's 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 lazy. Like, how about, you know, get involved. We can save us. Yeah. Um, there's also like a creepy um, racist quality to it, too. I've heard progressives talk about how. Um, we'll be fine because organizers in Central and South America are so inspiring. And like in the United States, like uh, immigration populations are so good at organizing and they'll fix everything. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, we can't just pass the responsibility like that. Pretty much because also uh, many of us are the descendants of people who created these problems to begin with. So it's like, no, we're all in this together. We should all be fighting for change. It's not up to young people. It's not up to people of color. It's not up to undocumented people to fix the world. It's like, 
it is our responsibility to be good allies and to be in the fight with them to certainly like push them to the forefront and platform their voices. But also you still got to do the work. You can't just run off. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you thinking? All right, guys, Uh, please follow Parker on Twitter at Parker Malloy. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, No. Okay. Just, you know, follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Nice. You are a prolific tweeter. I tweet so much. I would put you right up there with Chrissy. I, uh, you know, just with uh, not as funny as her. (laughs) I uh, mean, who is? Yeah. she's, She's just spot on with with twitter um not as funny i have less money and uh i am totally less attractive so you know like if actually you know what follow chrissy tegan on twitter <laughs> maybe follow me if she's she's better than me in every every quantifiable way so i you think know. my favorite moments are when she threatens to divorce divorce john legend <laughs> yeah yeah that's good oh, oh i do so i funny. do love the fact that um so this weekend uh nbc is doing uh jesus christ superstar which is a good musical they're doing that and john john legend is playing um playing jesus and i know that that's going to make people really mad oh yeah and i kind of am i'm looking forward to this like especially like i kind of hope that they make megan kelly who once (laughs) did her whole like jesus and santa are white thing right uh i i kind of hope that they they make her use the today show to like plug that remember how she did that and then she tried to have a talk show and she's like why doesn't anybody like me she's like this is weird (laughs) uh yeah i remember how also remember how um we are constantly accused of being snowflakes but when john legend plays black jesus literally every conservative is gonna have a heart attack oh it's gonna be so great but we're the snowflakes everybody yeah you know it's kind of uh, there's always there's a lot of projection little bit little bit all right guys thank you for listening to another episode of light trees and news if you haven't done so yet please take two minutes to go subscribe to our itunes and leave a nice review that helps tremendously and as always another free way to help tell your friends about the show send them links tell them to listen tell them to follow us word of mouth is the number one best way to help the show and guys while you're at it get out there and cause a little trouble bye, bye.